Hey everyone, welcome to Share Your Sparkle, and I'm your host, Dr. Darlene Berrios. This is Season 2, Episode 7, What Are You Going to Do? Happy belated uh, Mother's Day to all of you who identify as a mother and who care for either children or animals or other people in your life in a mothering way, whether you've actually birthed a child or not. Um, Happy belated Mother's Day. So I'm going to start off with a reading from Carolyn Meese. It's two pages from her book, Intimate Conversations with the Divine, Prayer, Guidance, and Grace. And I turned to it yesterday, so uh, I thought I would send it your way. It's called Pray Like You're Crazy. And my little brother thinks I'm crazy. And it's he's partly true. And he's not the only one. But anyway, pray like you're crazy. Prayer. Well, now I've done it, Lord. You really need to find someone else for this job. More and more people are asking me, how to pray. I tell people to pray like they're crazy. I tell people to talk as if you were listening, which sounds a lot like talking to themselves. I tell them to not think of you as Santa Claus, the great cosmic gift giver. For in truth, you are the great hidden resource. Human beings are just not used to your style, how you maneuver via grace in the background of our lives. I told one person to pray, Find me a way out, Lord, and watch over me through the night. I could use a peaceful night's sleep. I told him to avoid giving you advice on how to work the problem out, to trust you to handle the details. Human beings fear surrendering to you. We can hardly ever say a prayer of surrender. This, as I point out, is a funny way of proving how much faith we do have. We fear you are hovering somewhere out in the cosmos waiting for us to say the dreaded word, surrender. We're worried you will sweep down and take our earthly resources as if what you will do is reorganize the mayhem and the madness we're already living with, which can seem like adding more mayhem and madness, at least for a while. But inevitably, your way is the way through. I tell people to pray like they are crazy, like they have nothing to lose but their fear. If that's crazy, I'll take it. Guidance. I'll tell you what's crazy. Holding on to pain and trauma that should long ago have been healed or released. Maintaining patterns of stress that can only serve to break down your health. Continuing behavioral patterns that are fundamentally destructive. That's crazy. Surrounding your problem, I mean, surrendering your problems and faith to the divine is not crazy. It's cosmic liberation. So set your soul free. Pray like you have nothing to lose except your fear. I have said this to so many people and have watched them recoil in fear at the thought of releasing their fears to you. Why? Because they realize that their fears are anchoring them to the world they know. They can tell that one prayer of surrender has the power to catapult them out of their suffering. Yet so many lack the faith to pull that lever. And so they retreat into doubt, which it's with its darkness and suffering. They demand proof of what will happen if they surrender to the divine. But faith does not work that way. Faith is the power to walk into the unknown. And let's face it, what isn't the unknown? Do you honestly know what is going to happen to you tomorrow? You think you do, but you really don't. You have no idea. None of us does. 
We can only hope that our world remains familiar to us. The truth is, we live in a continual state of surrender, only we are not conscious enough to realize it. Grace. Wild faith is more than faith. It's faith with abandon, bold, outrageous faith. It's faith that says miracles are not just possible, they happen all the time. Lord, I need you, and I need you now. I need help, and I don't care how it comes. Just get it here. I need guidance. Download something into my soul ASAP. I release everything to you, and I'm listening. Intimate Conversations with the Divine Prayer, Guidance, and Grace by Carolyn Meese. If you haven't already Googled her, I recommend looking at some of her videos. She does have a few workshops, I believe, that might be um, have a fee to them uh, that she's done or collaborated on with some other people. But she's really interesting. And my only, I guess, feedback in terms of like how she presents things and how it might trigger different things in people is that she refer she's a older white woman um I say older I don't know maybe in her 60s so if you're in your 60s I apologize um but she refers to God as law she says God is law and she says that several times and I know her intent is to talk about the divine as um let's say like gravity like it's a, a principle or a law but I think, um, I don't know how much of her audience is brown or are um, people who are um, have a history of abuse from law. But I think one feedback, one piece of feedback would be that she, I know what she's trying to do. But I think it might turn off some other people if you refer to the divine as law, because if you're like, great, that's like a police officer and you're honestly a black male, that kind of sucks, right? You're like, God, that sucks. You suck, right? Um, But if you can get past that and imagine a different word, maybe principle, maybe God is principle. I don't know if that really makes sense. but. Her messages, I think, are pretty powerful. So I strongly recommend if you're looking for someone and you liked that prayer to either get the book. Uh, The whole book is like that, one or two pages of prayer, guidance, and grace. Uh, She identifies as a medical intuitive, which means like in the past, I think she did mostly, most of this in the past was read people, quote unquote, read people and see what illness they were carrying and where. Um, But then later on in her journey, she realized that it all had to do with prayer and healing. So I think that's where she is in her life, um, having this background of being a medical intuitive and now transferring more to almost like a messenger about how we can take this information about illness and use prayer and healing to guide us. That's, I guess, the best commercial I have for her. Um, so today, what are you going to do? I was thinking about what I've learned over the past year, whether about myself or life, and I'm definitely still learning. But I think the biggest thing that stands out is we are 
I say we because we're in this ship together. We're okay with letting people be in pain or in systems that are completely broken. If you haven't been into like a school that is in a a high poverty um, stricken area, there are kids attending school right now in some places that probably should be condemned, honestly, or that have like rats in the cafeteria or that just have mold in the the walls or that are just completely dark and dirty and dingy uh, and there are some kids that actually go to school on 120 acres with maybe some horses and beautiful buildings that are maintained daily and it's happening right now I mean education I was reading about um, high, a high schooler who went to work over the pandemic, I think 17 or 18 years old, because they had to help their parents provide for the household. And they're thinking about not returning to school, or at least not in person. Um, and our systems, I hope, I don't know if people are seeing this, but there are so many systems that are just okay with letting certain people be hurt I mean look at the criminal justice system I mean look at how we take care of um, elderly right maybe it's not a good idea to have a a large group of elderly people in a facility when I mean let's look at what happened recently you know with so many deaths and let's look at health care like, why are we paying so much money, so much money, and who's benefiting from all the money you're paying every year for health care? You could buy a small car every year. I mean, a brand new car. People are paying fifteen to $20,000 a year in health care, whether it's a business or what you contribute. That's a, that's a lot. Every year. I've only bought a car once in my life and I had to pay over time, but like this is happening every year. We're contributing at least, you know, fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. And for some people it's really beneficial. I mean, like you might be saved because of the care that was given to you. But for some people, you might just go to the doctors once a year and there's like a hundred what, a hundred and fifty dollars that you pay, but you're paying close to like uh, a brand new car or a good used car every year. College? Why does it cost almost $70,000 a year? That's ridiculous. So I'm just, what I've learned is that we're okay with having certain people be hurt And I guess my question is, what are you going to do about it? I think now is a time to think about what are you going to do about it? And as one person, you're like, well, I can't do everything. No, that's not what I'm asking. I'm not asking you to do everything. I'm asking you to either make 
some changes within yourself to help the world or to make some changes around you to help other people, whether, and it's not even people, whether it's like animals or the climate, um, you know, with, with uh, all the environmental issues that we're experiencing, what are you going to do? You know, where is your energy? Because where you put your energy, that's all you like, think about your time and your energy. That's your power, your time and your energy. That's your power. So where, what are you going to do and where are you going to put that? Because honestly, we need to make some changes. And the article that I read about the high schooler, um, they were talking about like, reforming high school it's not just high school that needs to be reformed it's not 9 to 12 it's k through 16 you know or pre-k to through 16 education in our country even just look at the calendar we're using a system that was from over 100 years ago when like kids would help in farming with farming right so that i saw something I think it might have been a post in LinkedIn. I could be wrong, but it said like one of the most ex- expensive phrases is, but this is how we've always done it. <laughs> wow. It's so true. Whether it's in your family or in your job or in your community, that phrase, well, this is how it's always done it. One, it's lazy. It is. That just means I'm not going to spend any time thinking about and being creative about a different way to solve this. Two, it's lazy because it just means I don't really care and I don't want to spend the time and energy to solve this. And three, maybe you're the one benefiting from, well, it's always been the way we've done this. So then you don't want it to change because then that means it's going to impact you in a way that you're scared of. So what are you going to do? I, when I taught fifth grade and sixth grade, would have lessons and teach my kids about what it means to be a bystander, to stand and watch, and an upstander, to stand and do. So what are you going to do? Are you going to be an upstander or are you going to be a bystander? Are you literally going to just stand and watch the world go by and be like, eh, I'm good. And there are many people that are willing to do that or afraid to make any change. You know, like Carolyn Meese was saying, um, we're afraid. We're afraid to um, accept changes in our lives. But maybe that's exactly what needs to happen. So what I've learned over the past year is that we're okay with people being hurt. And that's really sad. It, it is really sad. And and sometimes that's ourselves. Like we're okay with ourselves being hurt in a situation and we stay in things for so long. And it's like, no, like, you know what? Like, when are you going to be an upstander? And then maybe some case, either take care of someone else or take care of yourself and not necessarily someone else or like, you know, the environment or an animal, things like that. And you don't have to tackle every problem. But it's really important, I think, to ask yourself, what are you going to do? If you haven't already, I think that's a really good question. 
and it might just be healing your own life. There is so much drama and trauma and family. It's ridiculous. Every single family. Give me, no, no. You can't tell me there's one family where there's no drama or trauma. Whether it's, let's, anything, addiction, um, God, any, maybe like uh, some sort of health problems that are just passed on from generation to generation, Um, abuse, whether it's physical or mental or sexual, Um, whether it's like, God, what else is there? I mean, there's drama and trauma and families that needs to be healed. And what are you going to do? I'm not talking about going and fixing someone else's family, but like when we have our own lives in this world, are you going to be an upstander or are you going to be a bystander? You know, you, and you don't have to start a whole organization to change the world. You might just ask someone how they're doing. You might just show a little bit of kindness either to yourself or someone and you never know how that's going to change their life honestly you never know as a teacher I never know or knew what I said or and how that impacted a kid whether it was in a good or bad way some in some cases I do know because I have had kids come or students talk to me and they remembered a conversation that we had honestly that I don't even remember but they said I felt so much better as myself or I saw myself as a writer in your class or when we did this lesson I remember what you said and I was like I have no I'm like you know how many writing lessons I've done over the past 20 years I don't remember I don't remember all of them but so my question to you is what are you going to do and I think now's a good time to think about it and it doesn't have to be, you know, like I said, something as big as starting an enterprise. It could just be like sitting down and having dinner with your family. It could just be like showing your niece or nephew, hey, this is a journal, write down your feelings. It's going to be a great gift to yourself when you're older. I did that, by the way. Well, I didn't sit down with them, but I gave them a journal. I think I gave, not all of them yet, but most of them, I gave them a journal. Um, So what are you going to do? Okay, people. Accept your sparkle. Surrender to it. And allow it to be so. Until then, keep shining!